It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Tuesday, August 1st, with your hosts, Ray and Zach. Just, it's so hard to imagine, Zach, that it's already August. August 1st, summertime is in full swing. We're going to kick things off, Dad. We've got profits from all of the major automakers, and there's there's an ugly truth in all of this, Dad. We'll start with those that are in Detroit. Detroit. Whoa. Detroit. <laughs> there we go. Detroit Three's EVs growing pains, EV growing pains, excuse me, temper big Q2 profits. You want to know the ugly truth, Dad? And we're going to get I, into I this. I do. I need somebody to share the ugly truth with me. And I was hoping, just hoping, that it might be you. All right, net income three point seven billion over at Ford, four point nine billion over at GM, twelve billion freaking dollars over at Stellantis on revenues of eighty six point four, eighty four point seven, and one hundred and nine billion. The ugly truth, Dad, is yes. this: Ford, yeah. the only automaker to reveal its losses attributable to EVs, that it now expects that part of the business to lose four point five billion in twenty twenty three, fifty percent more than previously forecast you start to look at that information paired with didn't i didn't i suggest the moment that they reduced the price of their uh, what was it lightnings by $10,000 i believe that very day i said you know they were projecting a loss on the ev side of things of 3 billion dollars this year i wouldn't be surprised if that loss grows to 4 to 4 and a half billion dollars I think, I without having on. insider information, <laughs> I might have been spot on. I think you were, Dad. Yeah. So part of the ugly truth, the ugly reality. Yeah, there you go. Pat yourself <laughs> on the back. Part of the ugly reality, Dad, yes. is that selling expensive internal combustion engine vehicles for the big three doesn't necessarily make up for all of the money that is being plowed into the push to electric vehicles. And then you look at question and answer sessions with chief technology officers over at Stellantis. Yes. And your favorite line in this entire interview, Dad, was down at the very bottom of the article. I'll pull it up on the screen. Yes, it's the last paragraph. Keep going. Keep going, folks. Yeah. Keep, it's a long, there yeah. we go. I don't want to suggest this might have been buried. The question from the reporter, not yeah. to point out the obvious, but Stellantis is going to produce an electric ram pickup with an optional 229 kilowatt hour battery. battery excuse yeah. me, That must weigh a lot. And the answer from the chief technology officer, yes, it frustrates me that all of our cars for the industry as a whole are just too heavy. The cost is becoming unaffordable for the middle classes. So we need to remove that type of cost from the system. The ugly truth for the big three in Detroit, and then, oh man, we can even look at Toyota's earnings and they talk yes. about it as well, is that you can only jack up, can only jack up the price of your internal combustion engine pickup trucks and SUVs and things like that so high in an effort to subsidize your push to electric vehicles for so long before, as you like to say, the, the, the crap, poop hits the fan. The crap hits the fan. Well, you can say crap. I say poop. I would never, you know, or I could use the S word, but. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they're buried at the very end of that article is the chief technology officer at Stellantis admitting that they're pricing the middle class out of their vehicles. Okay, and it's it's something we've been saying. Now, we say it all the time, and yet sales... Yeah, we're going to talk about that today. We're starting to get preliminary July sales numbers. Sales are through the damn roof yeah okay so 
as I have continued to say since I think January or February, these are not normal times in which we live. And so we cannot as ascribe normal historical data to influence what our thinking is going to be for today for today and going into the future. So it's, it's a bit of a conundrum, so to speak. Yeah, it absolutely, it absolutely is. And let's look at it that even Toyota was talking about it. So it's not just the Detroit big three Toyota. Let me pull this up on the screen. Their profits are up like crazy because their sales are up like crazy, but you can see here they're, investing heavily in EV production. So everyone that's purchasing these overpriced and expensive, we've got a video that'll be out on the Car Edge channel later this week. We went to our local Toyota dealership over the weekend. $65,000 Toyotas are kind of somehow the norm so that they can then subsidize the investment in electric vehicles in this rapid chase for Tesla, which yes. is what everyone seems to be doing. Yeah, but the big takeaway from the Toyota thing yeah. is their profit margin in North America is minuscule in comparison to others. And and they come right out and say, it. we need our profit margins to be strong because that's the only way we can, we can cover the cost of moving into the EV business. Um, so, and, and when I say their, their profit margin is scant in, in the North American market, they're running at 3%. And in other parts of the world, you know, they're as high as like 15 and 16%. Yep. Um, and and even sales at Toyota are up. And we know going to the, there was like, you know, 10 or 15 new cars on a Toyota dealer's lot. Uh, but they're selling just about everything that their dealers get their hands on. It's just as a manufacturer. They're not making the money they had been, and they need that profit to underwrite their EV business. Yeah, they absolutely do. Now, one of the other impl implications of all of this change is going to be uh, – we're going to see ramifications on inventory levels. And yes. so Ford actually came out and they said this. Ford promises shorter F-150 Lightning wait times more dealer stock. So you're going to see – yeah, I know. <laughs> Why do you think that would be? Uh, because the dealers can't sell what they already have? I don't know. Because people are walking away, away from, from their, their orders yeah. because they've gotten so expensive. Okay? And and all that shows is that, uh, well, yeah, the shorter wait times because less people are serious about the order they placed and more dealer stock because, well, less people are serious about the orders they placed. So, yeah, naturally, whatever you're building now, the primary uh, source for where that's going is is the dealer lot for on-hand inventory. And then the dealers are going to sit on them, uh, sit on them. Yes. And sit on them. Yeah, yes. it's an interesting predicament what these dealers and these OEMs are going to be dealing with. Let's jump over to the chat for a quick minute here, Pops, and we'll move on to our next story today from Harvey. Yes. Saying this doesn't make sense. Sales through the roof with interest rates so high. Who are buying these vehicles? And we've seen a lot of it has been fleet and commercial. Yes. So commercial sales have, have been like the tide that rises all ships. But consumer sales evidently are there. Yeah, can, but retail sales, when you dig deep into the Hyundai Kia numbers, yeah. um, retail sales are up like a couple points. But it's their commercial and, and fleet sales 
that are up significantly. So it's still uh, commercial and fleet sales that are driving these sales gains. However, as as even though it's a it's a small two or three percent increase on the uh, on the retail side of things, it's still growth in a time where you would expect more and more customers to to be uh, leaving the market. So I don't know. Yeah, I my supposition was that that there's still enough people. Mm-hmm. I, I think I one of the statistics I saw the other day that there's. There's still 60 million families that make $100,000 or more annually. And, and that, apparently, it, that's enough people out there for the new car sales market to continue to grow. Not necessarily at the rate or the pace that it could if they included, I don't know, the rest of America that makes less than that. Yep. Um, but... Yeah, it's still a big enough market that they that they can continue to grow. It's it's just you would think that they should be able to grow the market even more if they appealed to more people. And so then look at the preliminary July sales numbers and which automaker stands out from the group. It would be Mazda. Mazda yes. sales month over or year over year for the month of July are up thirty one percent. Yes. And what is Mazda doing? They're pricing their vehicles at a at a at a point where most people, more yeah. than more than 60 million people can afford to buy them. Yes. Look at Kia, look at Hyundai. They're up sure 13.6 and 10.7, but we also have been to our local Hyundai and Kia dealers and not only are the MSRPs going up there, the but, additional dealer markups are still there. Yes. Not at Mazda. And Mazda's up 31%. Lexus only up 3.3%, which makes sense. We were at our local Lexus deal. They have no they cars. Had nothing. Toyota nothing. even being up 8.8% is kind of remarkable. Yes. They still have nothing. Yes. It really does make you wonder how long can these automakers, if the business model, if you're in the boardroom at one of these Detroit big three. Is, hey, that, is that a B-O-A-R-D or B-O-A-R-D. a B-O-R-E-D? No, no, no. B-O-A-R-D. Okay. You got to imagine if you're in one of these boardrooms in Detroit. Yes. You're all looking around. You're saying, okay, we're just going to take this many billions of dollars to move over to EVs so that we can catch Tesla and do this and this and that, right? And they're never catching Tesla. They're never going to catch Tesla. But they're saying that in the boardroom. And then they're saying, well, that means we need to sell X number of of trucks and cars and SUVs. Well, we can sell fewer if we just make more on each of them. Mm -hmm. And that's been the strategy for so long. And we are not seeing enough signs that say that well is running dry. That's the, actually like that's the frustrating part for me. Maybe this is a first indicator here, Dad, of Mazda sales being up double what Hyundai Kias are, and that's an indication like, hey, people want affordable vehicles. But the well is still running. There's still a tap there. There, there, there. There doesn't appear to be enough of a shortage of buyers in the market that that it influences the manufacturers to. Um, bring about more vehicles that are more affordable for more people. Now, we have seen incentives grow dramatically, yeah. still well below what they had been historically. Um, and and I, I, I am still going to, to, with my thought in January or February, that these just are not normal times. And that we will continue to see sales for new cars, even though we think that they should drop. They they don't seem to drop. Um, and so we'll continue to see sales for new cars stay strong. 
and we'll continue to see retail pricing for pre-owned cars um, to, to stay relatively high. We're going to look at the black book data in just a couple minutes. So on the used car side of things, but let's talk about inventory and incentives. This data comes from, if I'm not mistaken, JD Power. Retail inventory levels were expected to close July at around 1.3 million vehicles, flat with June, but 64% higher than July of last year. JD Power and Global Data Set. Toyota, Honda, Kia, Lexus, BMW, Subaru, Cadillac, Volkswagen, Hyundai, Land Rover, and Chevrolet had the tightest supplies in July. We've been out at all of these dealerships recently. Yes. Toyota, check. Honda, check. Yes. Kia, has more inventory yes. than those two. Yes. Lexus, no inventory. BMW, no inventory. Subaru, somewhere in between, but more towards no inventory. Cadillac, I don't think we've been at the Cadillac dealer. We recently. have not. We need to do that. Volkswagen, yeah, they've got inventory of ID4s, but not much else. Hyundai has inventory, but not a ton. Land Rover, we haven't been to, and Chevy didn't have a lot of inventory. So that checks out. Um, Cox said, while Jaguar, Lincoln Infinity, Buick Ram, Chrysler, Dodge, Audi, Mini, and Jeep had the highest day supply. That also checks out. Yes. Among regions, Cox Automotive said supplies were lowest in Florida, while Denver, Detroit, and Seattle enjoyed the highest day's supply of inventory. So those are the three areas where you should see the best yes. negotiability. Unfortunately, I don't know if that's actually the case. Incentives, like you mentioned, Dad, J.D. Power has them being up 107%. From a year, year over year. Yeah. So that's let that that's pretty significant. That's massive. But, but when you consider how low they were last year, that's still next to nothing compared to what they typically had been in the past. And they do actually call out some of the specific deals here. So we did see employee pricing on Jeep Gladiators, Dad, which yes. is invoice pricing on Jeep Gladiators, which still isn't low enough. But <laughs> I mean, we're seeing, and I saw somewhere in the chat earlier in today's show, someone mentioned they got over like $10,000 off on a Ram 1500. So like, you know, one, some of those brands that they're mentioning that have a lot of inventory you yes. are seeing, but even this $4,500 in cash towards the lease of a 2023 Toyota Prius Prime and 6,500 towards the lease of a 2023 Toyota RAV4 Prime, Honda offering 3.9% financing, $1,000 cash for existing owners and $1,250 for a Ridgeline lease. So we are seeing mm -hmm. incentives come back, which are, I guess it's the automaker's way of trying to do exactly what they're incentivize the sale of their vehicles because maybe, maybe this is another indicator that the well that they've tapped into of yes. wealthy, affluent buyers is starting to run dry just a little bit, but only time will tell. Yes, and, and so far our, our take on on time has been incorrect in many, yeah. many cases. Yeah, but you know, at least we try. And, and, that, but, and, and that's simply because we try to we we try to look at the historical data as to you know what had been normal for the longest period of time, and you know with the advent of COVID and the loss of production of ten to fifteen million vehicles globally. Um, new vehicles and and probably close to nine to ten million of those being here in the united states that those cars weren't built so those cars were never sold so those trade-ins never came in and so there's just this ongoing shortage yep. of quality pre-owned cars and pent-up demand from those who can afford it for uh, new vehicles out there i i, I don't know when I don't know if we will ever see what many of us consider to be normal again. I, I honestly believe what we're seeing now 
is indeed and in fact the new normal and will be for quite some time. I think that's a safe bet. That being said, inventories are still building back. We're going to continue to keep track on that. I did a TikTok yesterday. We might even talk about on today's show. Prior model years, there are still 2022 new vehicles sitting around. You can get great deals. Those are deals that are like pre-pandemic time. So, And and things are regionalized. Let's talk a little bit. We'll dive deeper into this tomorrow, but I want to touch on it a little bit today. Dad, the latest data from Black Book shows continued declines across the board in the wholesale used car market. So we are still seeing downward pressure on wholesale prices. The biggest impact for everyone that tunes in to our show Monday through Friday here on the Rain Zach channel or or are a part of the Car Edge community is on your trade-in. Oh, absolutely. Trade-in values, I mean, it is atrocious. A few thousand people every single week, Dad, go to CarEdge.com and they use our sell widget. Mm -hmm. The actual percentage of those people that then go and take one of the offers they've gotten has plummeted. Yeah, I'm sure. And with good reason. Because people are seeing the offer and they're like, "Eh, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'll just keep driving my car. And the data from BlackBook shows a continued decline. Not as severe as last week. And I always like to look at, I don't want to get anyone seasick, but I'm going to scroll all the way down. I always like to look at what's the sales rate at the auction. Oh, it ticked up. The estimated average weekly sales rate continued to improve and increase to 49% last week. That still means, gang, that more half, than a half yeah, are half not the selling. cars that are taken to the auction, which you've explained on this channel, it is not cheap to take a car to the auction. No, no, not at all. To only have it not sell, yeah. you can only do that for so many weeks in a row before you cut your losses. Well, and one you move would on. think, yeah. So I anticipate that if wholesale prices continue to go down, then retail prices should. Emphasis on should, should continue to go down. Yeah, except we just haven't been seeing it. Yeah, but it should yeah. happen. But it should, you know, every, you know, it should. And 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 yesterday, you know, we showed looking at the uh, at the big six public dealer groups yep. that their average gross profit per new car sold has gone down dramatically. Dramatically. Okay, and yet the comments that we still see uh, on the videos is. Not happening where I live. Well, I don't know. It's got to be happening somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> okay, because they're reporting it um, that their their gross profits are down. So, and and these are these are large, in some cases, international companies, but their footprint in the United States is large and yeah, and covers the, the and covers the entire country. So it is happening. The problem for most people is that the the prices, the MSRPs went up so fast and so much that even a price reduction seems like nothing comparison to the price increases that we saw. Yeah, that is certainly the truth. Now, I want to make everyone aware, we've been talking about in bits and pieces, we are now, I'm going to say 10 days away because something tells me that on August 11th, we're going to be getting pretty busy already at the first ever car edge sales event so caredge.com slash event will take you right there we have pre-negotiated pricing i am so excited for this it's like the first ever car edge meetup as well still doing the wait list for another day or two here before everything's up on our website but please come join us in staten island because yeah yeah you're right these dealers are starting to take it a little bit and prices are coming down while we pre-negotiated Fairly significant discounts, 10% dealer discount on the Ram 1500, for example. So we hope to see many of you there. 
in Staten Island. But, Dad, I want to take it back to the yes. used car data. And that would be plus any factory incentives. Yeah, plus factory incentives, yeah. which currently Ram has a 10% off yeah. factory incentives. That's 20% off no matter what. You should be doing that or better. But I want to take it back to the used car data. Because, Pops, if you look at, if you take a peek at what BlackBook's putting out there, they're essentially showing us that every single week, yes. the value of your trade and every single week, the value of those vehicles sitting on dealer's lots continues to go down. I understand what gives you confidence to say, okay, that can't last forever. But let's let's look at particular subsets of vehicles really quickly. here. Let me pull this up on the screen for everyone. Compact cars, losing two-thirds a point of their value week over week. Let's look at the trucks and SUVs. Nearly a 1% decline for compact luxury crossovers and SUVs. Full-size pickup trucks. And that's in a week. Full-size pickup trucks yes. down 0.64. So you can't tell me that these declines aren't going to show up at least a little bit on the retail side. We should, I guess my point being, we should see declines in, in um, new car pricing yeah. and also declines in used car pricing. Don't, don't say I can't tell you, because I can tell you. What I shouldn't be able to do is tell <laughs> you that, okay, based on the statistics. But I think I can tell you that, that dealerships and to a certain degree consumers have grown accustomed to these unrealistic prices and unreasonable prices, and and they're still buying cars. So dealers have no real incentive to lower their. Have price. you talked to Chip recently? I have not. Would you we like get, me to call? Him? I can get him on the horn right now. No, I don't <laughs> think to call him while we're live. But you should talk to Chip. Chip is one of our friends. He's yes. still in the industry. He's a, a wholesale buyer um, for for a, for a big dealer group. Yeah. We need to get his pulse on what's going on because I think that yeah. I think that I think the downward pressure continues for the foreseeable future. I will I will make it a point to call Chip this afternoon. Thank you, Igor. 20% off a of Ram 1500 is a great deal, and it's pre-negotiated. Anyone looking for a new Ram 1500 truck should go to the Car Edge sales event. And there's a food truck, Igor. Yeah. We paid for it. Yeah. I'm going to have to eat, and I'm going to gain like 20 pounds that Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Burgers, dogs. Cheese chicken, steaks. Cheese steaks, chicken fingers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, you absolutely will. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the chat here. And yeah, then we're the gonna... highlight of the day for me will when I will be when I vomit at the end yeah, of the sale. <laughs> He's not going to vomit at the sale. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, please don't. <laughs> let's go to the chat, help some people out, and then we're going to do our favorite segment of okay. the show from Megan. Yes. Wish I could wait to buy or lease, but my lease is ending, so I have no choice. I'm certainly not going to buy out my lease Jeep. Not at these ridiculous interest rates for used cars. What would you be your recommendation to someone like Megan who's in this type of Well, the first thing I would do, Megan, is I would find out what the residual value is that I could buy that Jeep for. I would then take my Jeep and put it into our sell widget yeah. with CarWiser and see what kind of offers you could get for it. And if the offers are higher than what you could buy it for, well, even at the higher interest rates, it just still might make sense to buy out the lease. If I'm not mistaken here, we can do it all together here. Whoops, let me do this. I'm going to go there, and then I'm going to type in my Google machine, car reg, lease end, and I think, bear with me, gang. Yeah, if you just Google search car reg, lease end, what to do at the end of a car lease. You wrote this article back in 2021. We keep it updated from time to time once it loads. Load, baby, load. Disco Inferno. Yeah, apparently, it's really struggling to load. Yeah, apparently I need better internet. 
Well, no, we've we've certainly addressed that and identified yeah. that. All right, well, it's struggling to load. Anyway, this page has all the content. It'll look less funky once the page fully loads, but we've got a great guide on what to do at the end of a car lease, as, as we do have many other guides back on the Car Edge. And they are, if well. I'm not mistaken. They are free, just like Absolutely. the hot dogs. Just, just, just like the food at Staten Island on, like the, on the 12th. Staten Island. Free. Just free, damn it. All right, Pops. Can you hit me with an ad lib? Really? You got to be kidding me. All right. Now, from time to time, yeah. we share stories of you know dealers doing moderately bad, bad things. Moderately bad things. Yeah. Today's one of those days. Yeah. <laughs> Three Rhode Island Greco stores pay $557,000 for deceptive sales. Yes. Three dealerships in Rhode Island must pay $557,000 for alleged deceptive now, sales. Now, I, I haven't read this yet. Yeah, let's go but, through it. But, but before you read it, yeah. I'm just – I'm saying this right up front. Um, they, they'll pay the fine, but they're not admitting <laughs> any guilt. Is that correct? I think you're probably – I think you're probably <laughs> right about that. <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 it's better just to pay the fine than to admit the guilt. The amount who, includes... Who wouldn't pay a half a million dollars to not to say I'm not guilty? The amount includes $457,815 in direct restitution to customers yes. and $100,000 to the Attorney General's office for costs of the investigation in two lawsuits. Yes. Draco said the refund process will be seamless yes, with checks course. being automatically sent to those yes. affected. All right, so what happened here? Yes, Dad. what happened? All right, um, the the Assurance of Voluntary Compliance Agreement resolved two lawsuits. Rhode Island Attorney General Peter Naranja, excuse me, filed Narana, thank yeah. you, in March of 2022. The state AG uh, said that uh, customers automatically, they automatically charged customers for add-ons not included in advertisements between January 1st, 2021 and March 18th, 2022. Sure, it's probably still going on. More than 6,000 <laughs> customers said they were charged $249 for paint and fabric spray and a warranty product known as Zurich Shield. Yes. The charge wasn't mentioned until they were in the purchase process. Greco said the product was pre-installed and clearly disclosed on the itemized dealer invoice. Except a Rhode Island Attorney General office spokesperson said customers were not successful in opting out of the $249 fee during the purchase process. Greco argued that some customers were able to opt out. Mm. And so for that, they're paying back 500 and some thousand dollars. Did they admit guilt anywhere? Did they in here say details of the agreement? No, I'm pretty no. sure they didn't admit that. Okay. Guilt. Charging customers more than vehicles were advertised. Um, that was another thing. Addendum labels. So this is this has really got to be kidding me because I, it's really got to be kidding me for two reasons. Yes. One, it's really got to be kidding me that we actually saw enforcement. That's yeah, a really got to be kidding me. We that, don't see enforcement yeah, that often. Yes. The other is the really got to be kidding me that you put the, the pre-installed, we do it to every car, we can't take it off. We see it every day, so that shouldn't be the really gotta be Kimmy, but it's good. It's good to finally it's good to finally see some enforcement here, Dad. It's it's lovely to finally see some enforcement. Um, you know, there's a lot of rules and regulations and guidelines that are already on the books that that um, attorney generals across the country um, just ignore. You know, and it's and I'm just gonna say this. I, I don't believe there is an attorney general in any state in this country. It's never bought a car. That has never tried to purchase a car ever in their life. Yeah. And been subjected to what it is that consumers confront on a daily basis. 
I'm just not buying it that there's 50 attorney generals across the country and they've never faced this. So they know it happens every day and they choose every day to do nothing about it. That's the really you got to be kidding me. Not the fact that that one group of dealers at three of their dealerships in the state of Rhode Island are, are taking care of, of paying back $557,000, including $100,000 to the state attorney general's office so that they could use that, that money to, I don't know, investigate three more dealers. We know that it goes on every day at multiple dealerships in every state. There are few dealerships that don't do things like this. Yeah. And they they deserve recognition for not doing it. And they deserve to see their corrupt competitors be held liable accountable. Yeah. and accountable for what's going on. So it's the really you gotta be kidding me is the fact that in just about every state, the attorney general, the attorneys general, the well, in every state, it's an attorney general. In so, but in in just about every state, the attorney generals choose to just ignore what's going on and not enforce the rules, regulations, and guidelines that that are in place in their state. So, most attorney general, just attorneys general, attorneys general, just don't care about their constituents who elected them. Now, that is uh, very true and very obvious the deeper you look in this market. All right, Pops, I want to show everyone a preview of what is to come. This will be out sometime this week. We got the screen door open. This will be out later on this week. Dad, do you see right above our heads? You see where it says trusted dealer? Ooh, I see that. This is not currently available on CarEdge.com, but it will be soon. And all the pre-negotiated pricing is going to be right here. So for example, Dad, like the Subaru Forester, we got 0% zero, zero off MSRP. So you can see it's the same price. Mm -hmm. But on the Outbacks, it's over 5% yeah. off of MSRP. And the great thing, Dad, yes. about the Car Edge sales event is you'll be able to literally just get this car. There is no coaching. There is no consulting. There is no data. There is the get this car. You wow. Get this car, fills out. you'll fill out a form, then you'll give us a deposit online, and then you'll schedule your time to come take delivery on August 11th or 12th at the um, Staten Island, either Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, or Subaru dealerships, they are side by side. They, they are indeed. So really excited about this. And everyone that joins us, you should be excited about this too, because this is the future of Car Edge, fingers crossed, is that we'll be able to do these pre-negotiated deals and we'll be able to really shine a light on the trusted dealers. As opposed to the non-trusted Yeah, because right now this only has 319 yes. cars. But we want that to have... 3,019 cars. We want that to have 5,000, 10,000, 15,000, but only at dealerships that don't do stuff like that Greco dealership. Yes. And only at dealerships that actually will sell at fair prices let's as hope. well. Yes. All right, let's call it a show, Pops. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, noon. Noon Eastern, Eastern. Yeah. Nine Pacific. Yeah. You've got Car Edge Electric with Justice over on the Car Edge, or Car Edge Electric Unplugged over yeah. on the Car Edge Electric channel. So yes. So please. At 12.45. Tune into that. Yes. And uh, yeah, everyone have a good Tuesday. Okay, I'll try. I'll try too. Okie dokie. Thanks everybody for being here. We'll see you back here again tomorrow.